0: believe repeat podcast your weekly aw review and breakdown they call me duke this is my buddy charles charlie charlito cheeto uh headshot. Headshot. Not, no that's not his name um <laughs> not wait is his name wardlow shit um <laughs> fucking worth Ward- <laughs> by god
1: wardlow's here
0: Uh, uh, you know who else is here? Zach Clayton. No. Oh no! Um,
1: Shit. Where's he at? Oh no! Know. He's running know. around. I can't find him. Oh <laughs> my god! Well, uh, you always need a little
0: chaos to start, right? That's how every podcast should start. If your podcast doesn't start with your with your soundboard operators like scrambling to find things because you're queuing them on the fly. <laughs> Then I don't, you know, I don't know what it is, but you know. Um, but yeah, no. What? Just actually, so we were talking about this. What was it like yesterday or two days ago? When did we last speak? I don't remember, but um, we were talking about wrestling just randomly, just just mm. just uh, chewing the cud, as they say. That sounds fucked. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but probably something I shouldn't have said. But I have no idea. I just said it because I've heard. I think I've heard that said before. If not maybe i made it up if not you know either way we'll move on but um I, and we were and we were saying like it was just a lot of really good matches like quality wise this week across yeah. everything which was like pretty cool um so we'll get into a lot of that uh here in a bit it's something we discussed like right before the show but we've actually kind of it's it's not like something that hasn't been like in the back of our minds for a while like but those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a while, you've probably seen the random episodes where we'll just, like, throw on, like, a review of a movie we both happen to have seen you know, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, or what the hell ever, you know? Um, so, we're just going to, like, actually just, like, talk about what we've been watching, like, TV-wise, gaming, like, just stuff we've been doing. Because, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe you, the listener, be it this your first podcast listen or your, you know, 10th, Maybe you want to know a little bit more about us, so you know um, we'll, we'll get into that also in a second. But before I get into that, I do actually want to run down a few things um, because, like I mentioned, this could be the first time you're listening to this show. If it is, you, know, you can follow us both on Twitter. You can find me at Bain Duke. That's B A N E D U K E. You can follow Charlie at O Charlie with an X instead of an A, and follow the podcast itself at Eat Sleep Elite on Twitter. And we will get back to you with like messages and like you know like if you like send like some yo hype. For the podcast, there's I, something probably more clever and interesting than that <laughs> uh, on X.com. Actually, it's not even Twitter, right? It's X. dot It's Davinci. dot com. Yeah. Uh, da dot com. Um, da Zach Clayton. dot, dot uh, x. <laughs> dot com. No, um,
1: but uh, bro, if it's X.com... dot I- we might have to switch to threads. No, um, <laughs> see, I don't know if they're gonna change it off of Twitter. dot com. I don't know. Hey, man, I mean, the idea of Twitter
0: and, is like valuable in and of itself, right? So, I yeah, mean, so like,
1: I don't know. It, it feels like a fucking it, like a nickname for the f- actual website. I don't. You know, Facebook never changed to Meta, right? So, I don't know. Eh,
0: whatever. And also, you know, whatever platform you're listening to this on, be that, like, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, you know, hit that follow and or subscribe and hit us with those five-star frog splash reviews. With all that stuff being said, though, um, you know, there's also, like, uh, our friend Brady's been doing this podcast lately called More Than a Classroom. It's kind of like this, like, really cool, like, insight into, um, like goings on of like education and stuff like that which like it's not something you I, I mean it's not something you always think about like the actual process of what what people's experiences are like in that you know um, and The entire world is but Brady, it's super important obviously to the world so obviously I think absolutely so I've an interest in that. So check that out. Uh, it's more than a classroom. I think you can find it on like most of the podcast feeds, right? Um, yep,
1: pretty much. Yeah, just all of them. It's, as far as I know, everything that we're on. And um, uh, Brady will be joining us next week for a review of AEW. Hasn't watched AEW fully probably in a year. So it's going to be cool to get him get his insight on it'll Dynamite. Like an
0: outsider perspective almost. Yeah, like,
1: it'll be Dynamite. I don't know if he's ever even seen Collision. So that'll be cool. And he'll join us next week. If he doesn't, you know, you can just go leave uh, scathing reviews on his podcast. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Um, No. Headshot. Yeah, the the war of the pods has begun. Um, Begun the pod wars have. Um, But uh, that was an actually incredible impression of Yoda. I don't know where the fuck that (laughs) came from.
1: Yoda's in my room right now. (laughs) What's going
0: on? I don't know what just happened there. Probably because I'm probably because I'm uh, watching... Uh, a lot of Star Wars stuff recently, uh, but yeah. Anyway, so I guess I guess with all that out of the way, I don't think I missed anything. Other than like I stream on Twitch as Twitch TV Twitch TV slash the Duke uh, You can follow me over there and stuff if you want to like see what I'm doing. Me, me and Charlie often game together on there whenever I'm actually awake at like a decent human uh, human hour of being <laughs> awake. You know, um, the human being hour, yeah, the the alive hours. Um, and so you know, uh, and we usually will talk about what, whatever the hell. So wrestling sometimes comes up on that, as well as whatever the hell else. But uh, yeah, before we get into like favorites and all that, which you'll you'll be going first on that, Charlie. Um, you know that, but I'm just letting everybody everybody else know. Um, you know, what we'll, we we'll wanted to do that thing that we mentioned at the start of the show, which is talk about a little bit about what we've been watching. And yeah, I mentioned it last week. I've been watching and I finally finished Star Wars Rebels. I think I watched like 13 episodes in a row, or no, I think it was like 18. I think I figured it out, or something like a stupid amount of episodes in a row last night because so I was just bored. Um, because I also thought we might, I didn't know if we were going to record yesterday, so I just stayed up. Um, we didn't end up obviously, um, because we're recording this today, but um. Either way, um, I just I, – I, I will say this. I, I think out of all the shows that came out before the live-action era of Star Wars, which I actually would have to check the dates on when Mandalorian Season 1 actually did come out. I don't remember. But um, it was it was roughly around that time I think is when Rebels was, was canned for the Season 7 of Clone Wars that we ended up getting. Um and it's funny because I remember saying this to you about Clone Wars. I, I thought Clone Wars' last season was actually its best, which is crazy because it was made like years after. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which, I don't know. Maybe having time to reflect on it, that makes sense. But it was just like, it's, it's weird because it should feel disconnected in a way, you know, but it, it doesn't. Um, but I really like, I, I don't think I liked, like, I wouldn't say every episode of the show. I think I just like was able to dismiss a lot of the stuff that I didn't care. Like, instead of going at it, like I did, um, the show resistance, which I just never will watch again. Cause I was just so invested in the idea of liking that show. And it just, it was never that good. It It wasn't a bad show. I just wasn't ever what I was going to want it to be, which was like this, like, hotbed of lore like none of the three shows really are Clone wars tries to be but i guess my biggest takeaway from like the last two seasons of rebels was that like the last like from from the episode twin sons all the way through the finale of season four it's like there's not a single bad episode i don't think it's crazy like um it really starts just rolling on all cylinders (laughs) yeah it's like yeah it's, like, it's kind of crazy. I, I was really shocked um, how much I liked the show because I never, like, I had watched one, like, review of it where it was pretty scathing, and, like, they pointed out some things, and I had seen, it turned out way more than I even thought, I'd seen quite a bit of Clone Wars, like, just before it was, like, and then probably when it was still coming out. Um, not on, like, TV or anything, just, like, on streaming. I'd watched a decent bit of it, Um so I knew the vibe of that and so I figured if I watched that I would like it turns out when I watched both all the way through the the lack of like a through line narrative w- without watching it in chronological order like I could just tell the watching Clone Wars that I had no uh, that if I had watched it as like every episode week to week came out That I would have been super frustrated trying to figure out what the through line of the story was, I imagine, you know, like, (laughs) um, watching it in chronological order made things make sense, but there was also times when the story would make gigantic leaps from place to place, you know, um, which would feel really disjointed and and jolting or jolted, jarring at times, um, where it was really nice when I started Rebels. It just, it felt like, I was just getting told a story, and I, at first I like hated the character of Ezra. Like, you can ask Charlie. I was shitting all over Ezra. I was like, "This is the worst <laughs> character. I hate this guy. I, I, I'm glad he got taken away by the space whales. I didn't want him anyway, you know." Like, <laughs> and fucking <laughs> like space um, whales. Uh, dude, the Pergil were cool as shit. I'll say that. And so, like, I was like popping. because yeah, you remember when they showed up in what was it Mandalorian season three? They just like show up for like two seconds, like while they're doing a hyperspace jump, like. Um, I was like, oh shit! I remember those because I'd seen the finale of Rebels. Like, I think I'd seen like the last four episodes in Twin Suns. Those were the only ones I had seen before, I think, and maybe like one other. Like, I tried to watch episode one at one point because um, you know people told me it was good. But I, I did really end up liking the show. I do like it a lot more than Clone Wars. Um, and I think Twin Suns, and this is this is a controversial take I have. I think Twin Suns is the best Star Wars television episode, even with all the live action stuff that's happened. I think it's the best episode of TV. Oh hell yeah! Okay,
1: I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, I I was a fan of Rebels myself, so I uh, I really like that show. It's it's an enjoyable watch, and honestly, I I feel like that show is getting better with age too. So it's good to know. It's funny
0: because, like, the current lore of the universe, it fits really nicely in with, which is why I completely understand, uh, spoilers, that they're bringing a lot of those characters back in a- in Ahsoka, you know, um, because, uh, the Ghost Crew deserves to be, like, one of the main players. If there's gonna be, like, an active universe of Star Wars characters, they should probably be in it because a lot of people really like them, so, um, mm-hmm. but, like, th- the character of Ezra is incredible, like, I, I... The the kid starts out as annoying, I'll admit. But like by, by the end, he's as wise as the master that trained him. You know what I mean? And he That's, he was yeah. like floundering two episodes before, like not knowing what to do. Like it's it's so cool, like the little journey like that he has to go on at the end of like the the defy. And, the, the, and uh I really, really like the character of Canyon. I really wish that he didn't have the ending that he did because I would want to see him do more stuff in Star Wars. Like, maybe we could get, like, an episode of, um, you know, Ahsoka where, like, Ezra, like, flashes back to something that we didn't see in Rebels that took place in the time jump of six months between seasons two and three. Um... You know what I mean? And we yeah. get to see some like live some action. T- yeah, we, but you can't get Freddie Prince, which I, you would want to have Freddie Prince Jr. play it because you need that voice. Oh man, so man Freddie you
1: know I mean? Prince like, is gonna get his own wrestling company and he's Karrion Cross is gonna be the, the top star. That that was the Um That was a rumor at one point. <laughs> that was awesome when that happened. Um uh, and what have you been gaming lately, man? What what's been the the game of choice lately?
0: I I think it's pretty much just been modern warfare two lately, for the most okay. part. I'm trying to think, what else have I been playing? I I played something else recently as well. I can't remember what it was. Um, I can actually probably look, because I haven't been playing that much. I can just look up
1: my Xbox really quickly. It's Modern Warfare 2. Can't go wrong with that. Um, See, now, I I have been, uh, gaming-wise, I've been playing a multitude of Call of Duties, as well as Brady's gotten me hooked on uh, Football Manager 23. If you guys know what that is, fucking thumbs up. Uh, It is the... The definition of an unlimited franchise mode. And I'm not even that into football, soccer. Like, it's never really been my go-to thing. But, hey, might have to play us full of them. fucking Tony Khan's club and bring him up to the top board. Get him in the Champions League. Send it. Um, Also, you know, Marvel Snap. If you guys play Marvel Snap, I mean, holy shit. I love that fucking game. Well, I guess the other big thing that
0: I've been playing... I'm um, playing the campaign of Modern Warfare 2 as well, which... So far, I mean, I I'm, I really liked what it was doing at first. But there's just, like, some mechanics in some of the missions that I'm just like, bruh. am <laughs> like, why? Why do you do this? Like, There's this one mission where you walk... Or you walk, you're driving in cars that you have to, like, jump between as they, like, take battle damage. And then all of a sudden... This fucking truck shows up that starts dropping landmines out the back. Oh shit. And you like and all the cars on the highway just start blowing up and you're like, well shit. <laughs> and you can only take like oh, one without like your car being like critical damage. And it's just like there's too much going on in some of those missions. But um, I I'm digging the story because it's just like I think it's the nostalgia, because I really loved the original Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3's campaigns. Like all of them. I I like just loved that story for some reason because i don't know probably because how invested i was in COD at the time and um but like and so and there's a lot of references and like sort of like nods to all the stuff in that in those stories and i'm just like ah, oh, this is so cool but then it's also very different so i'm, I'm like hmm i'm curious to see um uh how they like set up because there's going to be like obviously modern warfare 3 right that's going to be that's the rumored next game right now um so i'm sure they're going to like do what they did in 2019 um which obviously they didn't know they were going to do a sequel to that then they could have decided that the gunsmith wasn't the way forward with cold war you know obviously they didn't but they could have decided that you know so it could have gone another direction but they left it open for a sequel you know so i assume the same thing will happen toward the end
1: of this game as well hell yeah and then I gotta tell you, um, I think for watching wise, I, I've just been watching a lot of random fucking sports. I've, I've watched all of F one this week. Um, I, I've been watching the Mission Impossible movies for some reason. I, I don't know what came over me, but for some reason, I decided to do that. And then, um, reading wise, I it, it was a I read some of a Game of Thrones, which is book one in the Ice of Fire series, which. We've been kind of reading that together, on and off. Um, I
0: haven't picked my my copy up in a while. I'm not even going to lie.
1: And then I finished The Light of the Jedi, which is the first book in the High Republic series. If you guys are at all hesitant about the High Republic stuff, that is a really, really fun book. But if you're not into too much action while reading, like some people like a more kind of slower storyline, that that book is 100% action. It's balls to the wall. And they throw a lot at you, but in the end, I really liked it. Um, and then I've been reading uh, the fucking George Martin's George R. R. Martin's uh series within the Game of Thrones universe. Of I'm now on the Sworn Sword, so the Sworn Sword, which <laughs> that book opens with two guys eating each other in a fucking cage. So you know, I I, I think I'm all over the place hey, when it comes to that. Um, <laughs> but um. Let's jump into some AEW stuff and as you guys know, we kick off everything with our favorites and my favorite this week. We got to do like
0: an evil episode of the pod where we start off with our least favorites.
1: Oh, I know exactly which one I'd pick, but save that for another day. Um, (laughs) no, we're, we're starting today off with, um, I'm going ladder match for Andrade's mask, Andrade Alilo versus Buddy Matthews. Wow, um, these guys worked their fucking ass off in this match. These are, these. I'll just be straight up. These guys, these guys are good friends, and they went out there, and they knew the match they wanted to have. They put on some wild fucking spots. Andrade with even, uh, I, I'm so glad Andrade's getting booked to win in these matches. Let me just say that. It, there was a time when he wasn't with us for a while, and it felt like, man, I just, I, I feel like it's another missed opportunity. He never wins the big moments. You could propel this to when he eventually faces Malachi, And that's going to be a big, big fucking match. Because you can just run back there. It was an NXT feud, right, for the title that was just awesome. So, like, these guys have worked together. They've only gotten better. And I forgot about that. You had that
0: like insane Alistair Black title reign, and then they capped it off with giving Andrade, who everyone thought was going up to the main roster at the time, the championship win that everyone thought he deserved, which didn't last long for him on that version of NXT. But like, it was just cool that he won the world title, and then they and then they tried to do crazy stuff with Alistair Black, you know? Yeah.
1: But, and he um, he turned it into something special, and he his new gear it looked good. I I thought, um. I mean, the the big spots are the ladder spots, right? <laughs> they joked, they took went off one ladder.
0: The way they had the mask up on, like, just the hook, that was kind of goofy. But, I mean, hey, whatever. It know? was a
1: little goofy. But, you know, hey, it, they I, there was definitely a pitch. And they're like, just let us have a ladder match. Let us go out there and do the damn thing. And they really did it. So, Andrade wins. He gets the mask. And Julia Hart went through a table with Buddy. And I think everyone comes out of this looking like a bigger star. Win, lose, or draw. So it doesn't hurt buddy to lose to Andrade. And if anything, hopefully this propels us to Andrade winning championship gold in AEW in 2023. There's four months left. So I think it's time that uh five months. We'll we'll count every month, right? So it five months left and Andrade, he's 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 got the time. So let's let's see him win some gold. Remember, Sammy Guevara made that pitch. So, He's like, what, I will be championship gold. Yes, I yeah. what? So, like,
0: you'd want him, and like, who would you want him? Because obviously, they're facing. Um, House of I mean, Black, it could be any title: uh,
1: TNT International. I don't really care who. I, I don't well, know what I was the champions thinking, like, are going to look like. They're facing them
0: right now, right? Like, if you wanted to do it like immediately, you know. Because this is not, not like a title reign that if they suddenly lost it tomorrow, the House of Black isn't going to be that affected by that, I don't think. Yeah,
1: it could be the trios. Yeah, I mean, well, and, he needs a trio. would that be
0: like Rouge and,
1: um, and uh, See, Preston? Do you think he would win those I, at that point? I would hope so, but I'm not getting a feeling they're still connected. Yeah, like, they're not like even why, mentioning too, them together. I'm like, why, though? They were, they were good together, I thought. but <sighs> well, yeah, well, as we'll talk about in our news, uh, we didn't know one knew where Roosh was, and now we do, so... We'll get to that in a minute, but, um, any, any quick thoughts on this match? And then, um, uh, what was, what was your favorite this week? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, just, uh, oh, I thought Andrade had some, uh, some cool looking gear here. He always likes to pull out some cool shit for, for big matches. And it was interesting. Cause you know, he comes out with the mask on, you know? Um, and obviously that was not able to be the case because he didn't have it. Um, you know, uh, uh, they did some like cool spots, like, uh, There was just, like, a spot, I think, where Andrade just, like, just climbed up this really big ladder and just hit a moonsault off of it. And that's a pretty basic, you know, ladder match spot. But it just, you know, when it's done well, shit always looks good. That's, like, the thing about wrestling is, like, and I always like to think about this when I'm watching a match. and I I think it applies well here. It's, like, you don't have to do a springboard 450 splash, you know, through a table, you know, over, like, 12 guys. Like, you don't have to do that to make everybody pop, you know? But if you execute a really nice moonsaw off of a really tall ladder and it looks good, then it's, it works, you know, like it doesn't have to be, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, a a 450 splash, you know, over 12 guys through a table. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not, you don't have to do that every time, you know? Um, But they did do some pretty crazy stuff. Um, Yeah.
1: There's some big spots here.
0: Yeah. I just, they were beating the piss out of each other. It was good stuff. Um I I think Andrade is like enjoying being a baby face right now on his return. Um I think he's needed that sort of like embrace from the crowd for a little while now, you know, ever since he's been um away. And I think it's like a healing experience for this guy, like mentally right now. You know what I mean, I'm not saying he was like crazy or anything. I'm saying like he was like I think he was down for a little bit, man, you know. I think like when you have to step away like that, like him and Miro both for like creative reasons, you know what I mean, like, like when they're not able to figure something out right now. Yeah or injuries or any of the things that prevent you from being on television or wrestling, you know, um, it's gotta, it's gotta not be ideal. Um, Oh God. this Yeah. This, this, the, I think the craziest spot for me though, was, uh, the spear through the rope spot where they hit the DDT on the ladder. That was like,
1: that was brutal.
0: That was like insane. I was just like, yeah, they're dead. It's over. GG's. Um, <laughs> it's over. There's been a murder. Um, yeah, I, but I did really I I also really like uh, enjoyed that match. Uh Collision I don't think has had a bad opening match so far. <laughs> I'm nope, pretty uh, sure. I, I agreed. I think that's I think that's um, I might I might be not right about that, but I'm pretty sure. Um for me though this week I was really enjoying um honestly like I said at the top like a lot of things. There was a lot of really good wrestling this week. Um but uh you know, I you know the Dynamite is is just like Collision. It's got to open with a bang. Um, and, you know, we always talk about technically it didn't open the show this week, but you cannot go wrong opening with Orange Cassidy on your show. Um, it's, it's a great way to start an episode. Um, I guess because it's part of the match, I can mention this as well, though. It kind of started with Darby segment uh previous um i'm stealing your thunder i'm stealing your dynamite segment here but darby was talking about ar fox a little bit before the match yeah um and the relationship which i'm mentioning because it plays into the finish of the match so um it was really cool hearing darby talk about um how close he is i love how real darby's character is man it's sick like it's it's actually really cool
1: like it's a breath of fresh air in, in just all of wrestling honestly uh, yeah it honestly. feels so raw it's like, I like a raw, think he's got like six character. tag
0: team partners he's got sting he's got cm punk he's got orange cassidy he's got <laughs> presumably before he had ar fox as well he's got <laughs> dick wayne now eventually i'm sure him and swerve will get on good terms because they're both in the same region you know God, like, he
1: could recruit a hell of a faction <laughs> oh
0: dude that would be that'd be awesome but um anyway um yeah, I really, really liked Ar Fox versus Orange Cassidy this week. The AEW International Championship match. Uh, it feels like it's been a little bit while since we had an, a, a a like a singles title defense from Cassidy. Am I wrong about that? It feels like it's been a few weeks.
1: Like, it's been a couple weeks, yeah.
0: Which is fine. We don't need to have one every week. Give the guy a little bit of a rest, for fuck's sake, or he'll be injured for real. You know. Um. <laughs> uh. But like, so something that you mentioned um, that you wanted to talk about this week, Charlie, uh, was. How good do you think Orange Cassidy's title reign is actually? And I, I think this is an excellent time to bring this up because you know what the first thing in my notes is, Charlie? What's that? There is little better in AEW right now than Orange Cassidy's title reign.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, um, Orange Cassidy's title reign feels like we're witnessing – if you are a fan of a workhorse champion, right? There's multiple types of champions you can be. You can be the over-dominant. You can be the shitty heel. You can be anything, et cetera, et cetera, But a true workhorse champion that defends that title, if not every week, every other week. And he was defending it every week for a long time. And
0: Let me ask you a question. Why is Gunther's title reign regarded so highly in, in the WWE right now?
1: Yeah, it's it's that perfect balance of the workhorse champion as well as every time he takes that stage. You know he's about to put on a fucking banger of a match, right? And he's me- he makes that title feel important. And that's a good point because I feel like his title reign right now is just – it's absolutely incredible. Whereas Orange Cassidy's I feel like is absolutely incredible. And I feel like both of them, they just possess that inner ability of – Allow me to make a wild comparison
0: really quickly that you might not agree with, but I'm, it just popped into my head, so I'm going to say it. Okay. Okay. Even though Roman Reigns' title reign is historic, obviously.
1: Yes, it's for a different reason.
0: Uh, I think that in both companies right now, you have a really good champion on the top in MJF and Roman Reigns. Generational talent, both of them, I think, is fair to say. Um, Maybe not in the same way, but I think what Roman evolved into eventually... Honestly, it's it's kind of you'd be really hard pressed like, but to determine between the two of them. Like if they were in the same company, who would you be able to say is the best in the world? Like, how, who? How? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Um, yeah. So I think, but I think both Walter and sorry, fucking Gunther, damn it, and um and Orange Cassidy's individual title reigns because of how awesome they are. I think those are the ones people enjoy watching more. I could be wrong because the story of the Bloodline is like everyone says the greatest thing of all time. So you know, oh yeah, people um, get really attached to it. Yeah, but I think it's just, I, I can think of almost like the same situation in both. Obviously, different scales, different things, but like I think it's fascinating how that works. You know what I mean? Like, how- yeah,
1: and and I just I think we're witnessing something that you know we're we're a little over. We're we're about to be four years into AEWs since they've started Dynamite, right? AEW's been a company longer than four years, but Dynamite came out uh, October of 2019. So, and I think we're witnessing right now this idea of a workhorse champion that was kind of pitched to us. Essentially, when they created the TNT belt, like, we're going to have different kinds of champions here. So, and it just... I like to think about that, like, what was it, like, a two-week,
0: three-week title reign to already have, where he was just... or what, It was longer than that, but it was, like, less than a couple... Like it was a little over a month or something like that. Yeah, and I think week, it was
1: literally four weeks on the dot, and he defended yep. it all four every week.
0: Every week, and all four were bangers, and he had some fun matches in there. He had a mini feud with uh, one of the House of Black, you know? And it was just a little cool little thing he did, you know? Um, so... But, yeah, it's just... I don't know, but it's, like... And the two of these guys are two of my favorite in AEW that you can just throw into matches, too, because A.R. Fox is one of those guys, I think, that just came out of nowhere for us. Like, I don't think either of us – had you heard of A.R. Fox before? Like, I hadn't before he showed up randomly. See,
1: I'd only heard of him because of –
0: Training other people,
1: right? I I knew he was like this – yeah. There was a trainer that was really just running shit, and uh, outside of, like, the very – only – I've probably only seen ever two matches and they were both from Lucha Underground because I watched Lucha Underground in passing. So it's like, I didn't, I didn't know that that was Killshot, but I knew who Killshot was. So it's like, you know, I don't know.
0: Well, it's funny. Cause like Dante Fox was like, I, yeah, that's honestly what him versus the, like the, the, what is it? Like the stages of war, whatever the hell, like the three stages of hell match yeah. they did. That was like really insane. Um anyway, um the uh yeah, anyway, that really crazy match that they had. Um uh it's one of my favorites that I've seen in a while. It's, just, it's one of those ones that just hit different because I was like not expecting them to have this insane match in Lucha Underground. Not because I have any bias against Lucha Underground. I was just like this random match and random promotion between random dudes
1: that are exactly. prob- were not known at
0: the time. Like Swerve was goddamn barely like, he's probably it is so early in his twenties, I would think, right? Like um oh yeah like he was like he was young youngin then you know he's a, a green wrestler now he would probably been doing it for like 10 years or something but like you know he he just wasn't as known of quantity at the time yeah um but i like so i, I took pretty basic notes here like they had the crowd going and going and going they were buying and everything um, i think fox did get to show off what he can do a lot here um the story here is uh after the bell after cassidy secures the win uh, I, I'm sure. I'm sure he hit an orange or No, I think this was a roll up, right? Something like that. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. Point is, the real story here, Charlie. Ar Fox is pissed that he's lost this match. Mm-hmm. He lays Orange Cassidy out. Darby comes out and he's pissed. He's like, "Bro, what the hell was that?
1: What the hell was that, dude?" The, the we'll come back of to this later in the show. The breaking of the glasses and then punching him in the jaw, like dude. Oh yeah, dude. No, but we we can. Uh, so I'm I'm with you. I thought the match itself, fucking banger, and it just it it certified in my mind like how we're gonna look back on this title reign in uh, even five years, and we're gonna be like, yeah, that was probably one of my favorite title reigns I've been a part of and I, I've witnessed, and I just it's. It's fascinating I just want to how say, special. You could it is. go back
0: like bajillion months ago on the podcast, and I was just randomly riffing one day, like I was earlier, and it's like, like, guys, they should put a title on Orange Cassidy. That'd be really awesome. I bet he'd do some crazy shit with it. I'm just saying.
1: And look at what's happened. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm a big fan, and that opening piece that they did with Darby and Ar Fox. You want to talk about putting someone over and. As we get into dynamite, you know, I, I to me this dynamite was the AR Fox episode, and this was almost the AR Fox coming out party, and it's time to push him into the next level of what AW plans on doing. So, bro,
0: are we getting broke ass Darby right now? Remember, broke ass Corbin, bro. Is this broke ass Darby? Just nothing's going right for the guy, even though he's doing all the <laughs> right shit.
1: Yeah, broke ass Darby. Hey, I, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm I'm open to fun storylines with him and. God, Darby's so fucking good, man. I mean, his match was worth. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but dude, come on. But yeah, that was our favorites this week, so you guys know what we like to do. We like to talk about a little bit of news. We don't have a crazy amount of news, but um, we have some fun stuff, and the first one we open up with is Roosh has re-signed with AEW, and apparently it's for... uh ...for some good money, and... You know the rumor is WWE once they saw the offer, they were uh, it, they were no longer in the ballpark. So we do know we had con money. Maybe he had vast interest in AEW and WWE to both sign him. So the, I mean, I, by the way, I'm glad that Tony
0: is throwing money at the people that he actually wants to keep like that. That's I'm glad that he's in that mindset.
1: We yeah, and we know how much this guy likes just lucha wrestling in general. He 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 liked bringing in more talent from Mexico and, and whatnot. He he's proven how much he loves it so and I think it works well for the product as god this is the week of gravity as well so I mean Jesus um but yeah so Rouge is back in AEW you know uh his match against Jack where he beat the ever-living piss out of him was a very fun experience so bring bring him back with Andrade like he's House of Black versus LFI I'm cool let's let's get LFI reunited and Rush Jalisco, Preston Vance, and uh, Andrade. L- let them all run. Let them all run wild on you. So Let them
0: cook. Let them cook.
1: Um, so Scorpio Sky was announced for an AW Rampage match. And he was pulled from it last minute because he got injured. He got injured within the 45 minutes of the taping of the match. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, he had not been cleared to compete. And... I Scorpio just this injury bug is just plaguing his career. So hopefully it's nothing too serious because I'm sure he was pretty excited to get back out there again. He's only had the one match right on collision. Uh, So sure. I think so. I think it's only been one match on collision and now it's like, well, were there more matches and he was injured? I don't know. Um, we got a report from PW insider where they said, the former Scotty Too Hottie, uh, Scott Garland, has been given a tryout as a producer and agent for AEW. He worked uh, this week's Dynamite. They've also confirmed that Chris Hero, who began working backstage for AEW on a trial basis, has now been hired full-time. He's I love high... to hear that, dude. He's honestly a wrestling genius. Agreed. And he's received high marks for his work. Hero's first day backstage at AEW was the debut edition of AEW Collision in Chicago on June 17th. So
0: now, Charlie, I got a question. Is it possible? Is it is it possible we could get Chris Hero versus Brian
1: Danielson somehow? If he's still working, I think it's possible. And I'll tell you this, too. I think they'd pitch to do it on Ring of Honor.
0: Maybe like because, you know, honestly, I don't know if Brian's going to win the AW title. The more and more he doesn't, I'm like, maybe he's not going to, you know, maybe he doesn't need that. Yeah. You know what he could do? He could win the Ring of Honor title.
1: Absolutely. And you could do something with that. Uh, We've got a little bit of sad news. Sounds like Jamie Hader is unlikely for Wembley Stadium in August. Um, this kind of comes from Meltzer. He said, we don't have much on Jamie Hader, but there's been at least talk she won't make it back for Wembley, which obviously would be the goal if possible. No, because- is,
0: we need to Saraya betrayal now. She needs to stab Tony Storm in the back.
1: Yeah, so I really hope Jamie's able to get on that show. If not, that's eh, a fucking tragedy. I think Jamie Hader and Tony Storm is your best match possible right now, and it's it it's actually painful for her that she might not be at that show. I hope she figures it out. She's got four. Hey, weeks, you know what right? I also
0: heard though, which I think is really cool regarding Wembley. He's not announced for a match. Obviously, no one's announced for a match yet for Wembley uh, officially, but. Um, I heard that uh, Zack Saber Jr. is also working. That what's the show on the Saturday that everyone's working in England? Yeah,
1: yeah, the one that that Osprey is wrestling Takagi yes. at. Yeah, it's yes, that one.
0: He's at that show as well, I believe. So yeah, hey, I if, would. Love if if to they're basing like who they're going to get on that the British side off some of that, because it does seem like that is some of the formation of who might be on the show is also going to be there. Um, that would be really awesome if we somehow got him versus Brian or something like that, you know? Give me one! Actually, no, like Brian's probably out right now, but him versus somebody, you know what I mean? Just like the, just a good match, you know, something.
1: You could you could have him defend his title against Pac. I'm in. That'd be a fun match. Um, this is kind of an interesting... That'd be an incredibly British match. It would be. So, this is kind of our last little, little shindig of news here, um... Wait, bro! Can you imagine how much talking there would be in that match between <laughs> those two
0: dudes? Yeah, They'd just be right. smack talking for half the match, bro. There wouldn't be there be barely any wrestling. They'd be like, "Bro, no, bro." There'd be two, there'd be so many brubs thrown, bro.
1: Bro, Go on so August twenty third, AW Dynamite will be in Duluth, Georgia, right? But fans, that night will <laughs> if you're going to that show. Strap the fuck in because they have officially announced that Duluth, Georgia will see both AW, Dynamite, and the Collision taping that night in Georgia. So they are both taping that night because that Saturday is all in. So I'm assuming Collision is going to be Friday night. No Rampage that week. It's my guess. I I don't see anything about Rampage on here, but I'm just trying to place together the... Uh, you know what
0: should be on there? Rampage Better.
1: Rampage Better. But um, and that, dude, this is the go-home show to Collision. So I think everyone's going to be there. Or go-home show to uh, All In. I think you're going to have all parties working together under one roof to put on a hell of a show. And if you guys are going to that show, fucking have fun because you're about to see four hours of just... We need
0: evil Uno to stand armed guard outside of the young Bucks office. Yeah, he probably offense. will.
1: He probably fucking will. So hopefully that night we get um God, I, I hope going into that week we have more than just one match or two matches announced. For fuck's sake. Come on, guys. If if there's you know finally CM Punk mentioned it, for fuck's sake. Someone mentioned it, right? Shout out Punker for mentioning it but bunker bud yeah guys let's 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 get going for this all in man let's (laughs) i want to see the real matches getting announced here you know um but yeah and this wasn't in in the news i had but um god there was a rumored match that kind of leaked out and i guess just give me a thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in the middle will osprey versus chris jericho at all and how would that make you feel
0: I mean, certainly, it's the kind of match that Chris Jericho would put a lot of effort into, you know. Yes. Um, Which, you know, like first match, you know, first match Jericho, main event Jericho, whatever you want to say, like. Um. I so I would be interested in it. I would. um, Okay. I would want to see what the story they were trying. Excuse me. uh, They were going to try and tell would be. Um, but I don't. I don't. You know, I'm not against that match. I I guess if I was going to give you a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, probably be in the middle, just because I don't know what if I would like that or
1: not. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. So that's it. Um, yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. I'm not a thumbs down here. So I'm like, hey, it's not what I would. There's many worse for people. Osprey. It could be you exactly. Know, like it, it could but, be it could be Will Osprey versus Brian Cage. Oh God. Oh no, um, no! Don't. don't put that in the universe. What are you doing? Stop it! Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess it's time for some. Uh, let's get in some results this week. So. You you uh, take the ship here, and you're kicking us off with uh, Ring of Honor on Honor Club. We have episode
0: twenty two. It's crazy that we've had that many episodes already. And this one opened up with a nice little sick recap of the uh, pay per view on Honor Club that we had. I guess it wasn't on Honor Club. I mean, it is on Honor Club, but it wasn't on. I don't think I didn't get to pay like extra money. Like anyway, um, and uh, we opened up with a pure rules match here. Josh Woods versus Infinite Eli, Josh Woods versus Josh the Goods Woods versus um Infinite Eli Isom. Great, great gimmick name for Eli Isom, by the way. I'm glad that they're treating him like a legit talent now, you know, because uh, he's one of those guys that was like, you know, sort of on the fringes of Ring of Honor for a little while. Um, that I was like, I hope they use this guy more because he's pretty cool. Um and we also had Shibata out as a guest judge for the match. So I I just love the idea that Shibata yes. is like, no, I'm such a good wrestler that I'm going to judge your performances.
1: That, <laughs> like, that's a beautiful touch. Agreed. I love it.
0: Because he's, he's literally a trainer. So who else could you literally, who would be better? Anyway, um, I do, like I said, like I like I like Isom a lot. hope we'll get to see a little bit more from him. I think it's fascinating because he mentioned that he's trained under Bandito, which I think is really cool. Like, especially if we start to see some flippy shit in there, because that'd be cool. Woods forced him um, to use all his rope. Woods forced him to use all his rope breaks. I don't know why I couldn't get that out there. Um, and then he used a, a penalty kick, a PK, and uh, a submission to uh, to call out the champ with his win here. Um, so I guess we're gonna be getting Josh Woods versus Shibata for the Ring of Honor Pure Title. It looks like pretty soon. Um, which should be a really good match. Josh Woods delivers when he gets put in those situations. So I'm going to be definitely looking forward to that match. Um, I don't think it'll get that much time though, unfortunately, but it still should be a pretty good match. Like we've seen a few Josh Woods matches that are like 10 minutes, but they were great. Like, so I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, We cut backstage to Trisha Dora talking about getting some redemption. Um, And now she's got like backup with the infantry. I I'm I'm in on Dora right now. I really hope they they I'm put in. some some uh, stock. I she might be the one. Is she the one, Charlie, to take the title off Athena? Is this the, is it time? Is is this is this I'm the cool one? Her.
1: Push push her to the moon. So. I'm with you.
0: I'm with you. They could tell a really fucking cool story too. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know what it would be, but they could do it. Um, and that then transitioned Trisha Dora versus Vita Von Star. Uh, we got some unique flexibility on display here. Um. And we get a at Tubman for the one, two, three here. Uh, It wasn't a like super long match, but it was just like, you know, classic Ring of Honor, you know, throw a little promo on and have them come out, have a little match. Have a little match ski there, bud. Um, We had the Ring of Honor six-man championships being defended. The Iron Savages, including, uh, is it Jack Jameson? Is that his name? (laughs) Jack Jameson. I think that is right yeah it is yeah <laughs> um he's who is wrestler now which i didn't know if he was a wrestler i didn't now, know
1: so. that either i'm I'm um, down i i kind of
0: did i i dig the idea that he wasn't and they just trained him you know what i mean because it wouldn't be that hard he's already jacked you know what i mean as long as he's able to do cardio right so um he seemed to wrestle pretty competently too he didn't do anything stupid so you know um the match wasn't really it for me um we had Khan hitting the gift from ghana uh, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool little, uh, move there, but, uh, I just did not care about this match. Uh, legit Layla Hirsch took on Becca, Becca with a three. If that means anything to anyone. I, anyway, Becca was one of those ones that got featured on, um, dark who would not be getting featured on obviously AW television. Unless it was just like a random squash. Um, so it makes sense to use her in this situation. Um, I don't know what it is about Layla Hirsch that makes me interested in watching her matches. I have no idea, but I just... I, I'm really interested, so... um
1: She's just... Yeah, she's
0: very... Uh,
1: something about the way she works, it just kind of draws you in.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the it factor that we always talk about. Um <clears throat> Lexi was backstage interviewing Athena, and uh she threatened her again to find good competition. Um So, I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry. does it make me a bad person that I kind of want to see a payoff to her threatening Lexi a little bit.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That kid. No, no, no. <laughs> the slaughter of Lexi Nair. <laughs> By the hands of You know
0: Athena. she'd be down for it. She'd take a bump for Athena. Um We had the Renegades taking on T.R. James and JC. Uh, they did a little bit of cheat skis here, but They did a little cheat. did some dumb cheat deals. Them sons are bitches. Anyway, um... So, and also, I still <laughs> keep planting this misinformation about are they twins? Are they not? I don't know. Could someone just tell us? Like, I don't actually <laughs> care, to be honest with you. If they're just, if they are, they aren't. They, I don't think they are based on how they look, but that could be also wrong because that mature. doesn't necessarily mean they're not twins. Eh, it was a, a pretty basic match. It was fine. Uh, we had the Ring of Honor Women's Championship on the line in a proving ground match. I guess I shouldn't say it was on the line. We had the Ring of Honor Women's Championship proving ground match. Athena took on Christina Marie um this was an express trip to the shadow realm here not much going yeah. on just beat the shit out of her um express yes yeah. um the uh the uh, yeah yes um <laughs> i was gonna go somewhere else in my mind but i was like no um red titus and hot sauce Tracy williams took on the kingdom um we need bodies in the tag division man in ring of honor they just don't have them and it's really obvious uh they need people there so bad. The six man division has no teams either. They need tags in Ring of Honor. I don't. Yeah, they need to
1: form some tags. I know
0: just, it makes yeah. them uncomfortable to do this, but they're gonna have to delegate some teams that are really good from AEW to Ring of Honor for a bit. Like it's just gonna have to happen. There is too many of them. You know what I mean? Like because they can't all be used on the, the AEW anyway. So some of them should be there. And I know most of them probably aren't gonna want to be there, but they're gonna. Just, they, they need bodies in that division. You know, like
1: yeah. No, they really do.
0: Um, maybe maybe the king or maybe the kingdom, maybe the uh, the righteous can help to fill that out a little bit now that they got Stu like, they can run as like maybe a single or maybe run him and uh Dutch as a tag or something. I don't even know, but eh, it was uh you know I, I mean everyone was fine here. They had some stereo pile drivers and there was a proton pack that was hit by The Kingdom, I mean, I just, like, I don't know. So, a lot of this stuff on Ring of Honor right now is just kind of, like, I feel, like, super inconsequential, you know, like, and it's just not really going anywhere. So, I'll get back to everybody when I'm back to, like, where I was a few weeks ago where, like, there was, like, four segments on Ring of Honor that I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, (laughs) Excuse me. And then this is where it starts to get to the point where I'm like, whatever, what the hell are we doing? So, we have Stokely and uh, Joe backstage. So, we have Stokely Hathaway and Joe backstage to announce that they're doing even though they did one literally like two weeks ago. Not even two weeks ago, like a week ago, Charlie. They were doing another Eliminator tournament for the TV title. And like, I've never really complained about AEW having like, or Ring of Honor having like too many tournaments, too many of this. Like, this is way too close together. We just had a tournament <laughs> for the pay per view. Like, I... <laughs> i get it he's manipulating things but like it's just it 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 felt so weird that we just had an eliminated tournament and we're like yeah let's just have another one why not
1: why not send it
0: but part of me wonders if, it, if, if like tony originally intended to have that tournament after the pay-per-view and someone just didn't get that memo and they ended up doing one to make the challenger like for the pay-per-view or something i don't know but uh i I, it, I, but I guess we're doing that now, and that's the next matches that we have on the show. So JD Drake versus Christopher Daniels. Fucking why is Christopher Daniels in a TV title eliminated tournament match, Charlie?
1: Fucking why? I the, he's the legend. He's the name. <sighs> you know, he's a, he's an active legend. So get all the use out of him you can. Well, he
0: fucking won. Yep. God damn it. Yeah. He's just not doing it for me anymore, man. I'm sorry. Um, that's
1: moon ever. Come on.
0: I saw a better moonsault in the match. We already <laughs> talked about earlier. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, big bill and Lee Moriarty took on primal fear. That's a great tag name, by the way. Um, uh, he laid them the fuck out. And by he, I mean, big bill, AKA him. Um, I, I, agree with Caprice. These guys have the it factor. The problem is I think that I think they're going a different direction with bill and AEW. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Which really pisses me off because these these guys are are we've said this for months. These guys together have something. I don't know what it is. I whatever anyway. Cheeseburger took on Tony East in the TV title eliminator tournament. I Like seeing Cheeseburger back. Um, you know. Uh, Tony cut a promo. Uh, we had some Hana Kimura Kirby gear from Cheese. Uh, this match really didn't particularly work for me either. Tony East picked up the win. I just don't care anymore. Ring of Honor is sapping my joy, Charlie. No. Um, (laughs) imagine just goes complete darkness. Uh, In the TV title eliminator tournament, we had Gravity taking on Anthony Henry. On paper, this match is awesome. You know what I mean? And it was. It was pretty fun.
1: Yeah. The week of Gravity.
0: I would not be surprised to see Gravity show up in PWG this year, Charlie. I would not be shocked by that at all. Um... He seems to be like sort of like a flippy submission hybrid, by the way. I, I was starting to pick fig, figure that out a little bit by this point in the week. I was like, he's kind of like a mix of like the Mexican submission style and the Mexican flippy style, you know? Like it's interesting. Oh, and I was saying I, I wrote in my notes, um maybe they could call us finish the gravity bomb or something like that. I don't know, that'd be pretty cool. The um, the man who defies gravity. He is gravity. Um, Shane Taylor took on Serpentico in the TV title limited tournament. Uh, he beat the piss out of him. But so the, the, Ser, the Serpentico refused to die. He was just like, kill me. And he did. him with a big splash. GG's. Oh, and in the main event Charlie, the match everybody was waiting for. The fucking Trust Busters versus Dalton Castle and the boys. <laughs> Trust um,
1: Busters.
0: What a package! Anyway, um.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, there was. Oh, yeah, and then. Uh, what was the spot? They kept going, Castle, Kiss, Castle, Kiss. What the fuck were they doing? I can't remember.
1: Uh, I don't even know.
0: I don't know. I'm not referencing the. I'm not going to the Ring of Honor breakdown. I'm sorry. I'm just. Uh, this episode of Ring of Honor doesn't deserve it. It was like week. in the
1: corner. Yeah, it was a fucking mess.
0: Oh, yeah. They were like swapping something. I don't remember. That sounds so sus. Anyway, um, uh, they had some fun back and forth. It was, this was such a super random episode of ring of honor, man. And Dalton was like pissed after. Cause I think, did they, did they lose here?
1: Charlie? No, they won. They beat the trust Oh no,
0: he was sorry. That's why I wrote he was pissed because he just, I think he was just like, he just, it was not a long match. He just, he's mad because they lost, he lost to the to Joe, you know, anyway, um, trust that was Busters. ring of honor on honor club 22. Not the greatest episode of Ring of
1: Water ever. No. Um, that's okay. So we jump from that. We go into AEW Dynamite Episode 199. Yeah, I got that off the top of my head because next week's 200.
0: <laughs> 200.
1: Um, so we went over the opening and um, the opening match ends with John Moxley laying out Orange Cassidy with the Death Rider. And pretty much this is going on about Cassidy getting involved with uh, Claudio's match at ROH Death Before Dishonor. So, John Moxley, Orange Cassidy. Um, if he beats John Moxley, this title reign just. I mean, you're beaten now. You're the three time world champ. So, G fucking G.
0: Yes. Orange Cassidy, world champion? Question mark.
1: Question mark. Uh, Renee Piquet is backstage with Chris Jericho and Don Callis. We talked about fans wanting Jericho to become part of the Callis family. Kallis said for Jericho to to imagine a dream team with Kenosuke Takeshita. And Jericho said he's willing to give it a try. Kallis said their opponents will be Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. And this kind of gives Jericho a look. He's like, oh, shit. He said that Jericho wanted them to spread their wings. As Jericho, he goes on to accept it. But Kallis commissioned a work of art from their 1995 promo with Bad News Allen. And then there's a painting shown where Bad News is in the sky looking over Kallis and Jericho. There's a brief video of Hook walking and taking a seat in the subway. And then the subway speeds past, and Hook is gone. And it was really kind of cool to see that little... Uh, it's is Hook the Undertaker.
0: Video. Is he going to appear out of... uh like I don't know. It wouldn't be like a coffin, like a gym bag or something. You know, like... I'd <laughs> 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 Opens gym up the, like, the gym bag. <laughs> Imagine that. That would be the greatest wrestling segment of all time. Someone brings a giant-ass bag that could hold a human in it, and they're just struggling to drag it into the room. They <laughs> and they open it. it up, and they're like, they pretend like it's nothing is wrong at all. And then someone just pops out and attacks them back. That would be the greatest thing of all time. No. Um, but, or just popping out of a locker. That'd be crazy. You know what I mean? Like, anyway. Um, uh, we, yeah.
1: Uh, we have another backstage promo where Claudio and Wheeler are pretty much telling kids, they're telling, uh, hey, this is a PSA. Kids, do not play with fire or mess with the Blackpool Combat Club. Cassinoli said Pax suffered at death before dishonor. It's nothing compared to what he'd get when they cross paths again. Moxley walks in He gave a warning to the Bros and best friends who will pay tonight for Pac's sins. No, nah, for his mistake, but you know the deal. Uh, Jack Perry time. Uh, Shivani introduces him. Shivani! And he's got this new I Beat Hook shirt. He got the crowd. Shivani goes on to get the crowd to start really booing Jack Perry, who said after one loss, Hook realized it can't hang with the big boys, so now he's on to the train to nowhere. <laughs> The FTW title wasn't what Perry was talking about when he said he wanted to win gold in 2023 in AEW, and said as soon as he puts his hands on the title, it became the real deal. Perry said he's the best wrestler ever to hold the title, and ran down Taz and all of his buddies, and he, he literally starts addressing Taz, like, from the st- from the fucking ring. I thought that was really neat. Um, Jerry Lynn ends up walking out, who we know was the Board of Directors in Ring of Honor, He said in ECW, they paved the way for the current generation. Without ECW, there would never have been a Jungle Boy and told Perry to keep running his mouth. It will get his ass kicked.
0: By the way, I saw some people being like, how does that make sense? I can tell you exactly why, you goddamn people that clearly don't pay any attention to the interviews that people do. Tony Khan's, one of his biggest inspirations as a wrestling fan, is going to ECW shows when he was a kid. Yeah. So there you go. There would not be a fucking AEW without Tony Khan going to ECW shows and falling in love with pro wrestling.
1: It's the fucking, uh, the, uh, domino effect, right? Lin's I, just, I just
0: wanted to say that I, I yeah. saw a clip that really, I was like, come on, just think critically for like two seconds
1: here. Like use the brain. Uh, Jack Perry said he's not fighting the old man. He's challenges Lin to show up next week. And so, yeah. We'll see what happens there. Um, I, my guess is it's going to be Jerry Lynn introducing someone from ring of honor, but I really have no idea. He could just be bringing out fucking Griff Garrison. He could be bringing out anyone. My hope is that it's Shane Taylor. who's been getting a lot of work in ring of honor lately, but someone I want to see on AEW more is Shane Taylor. So hear me
0: out. Fuego del sol.
1: Oh, He's fired. There's no way.
0: No, that's why no one would expect it. (laughs) You're
1: right. You're right. Um, Renee's backstage with Brit asking her to asking her reaction to Ty Valkyrie's comments on collision. Brit thanked Valkyrie and said, she's wait, wait, even to better. Fregor soul,
0: but without his mask.
1: <laughs> oh God. Um, she's going to drag Valkyrie to the deep end and remind everyone that TBS is the Brit show. Okay. Uh, we have pack facing gravity. Yes. Pack facing gravity, the week of gravity. Um, This this match has
0: elevated himself beyond mortal men. He no longer fights actual people. He fights uh, forces of nature now.
1: (laughs) I I think the reference of the irony of this match taking place, uh, it was fun. Everyone kind of got it. I
0: was thinking in my head, this is AEW. This is in WWE. So there's two ways this match is going to go. Either it's going to be a meme match, which it was, but it's either going to be a meme match, or it's going to be a... Uh, just a match you know what I mean it was just like a normal match but I'm glad they went the meme route because the first like five to seven minutes of this match where Pack is just like do you remember me do you remember me he's <laughs> trying to
1: reintroduce himself to gravity yeah that's pretty good. He's the man. And like the forgot. look on his
0: face when he realizes he doesn't remember him, like it's it's subtle, but it's so funny, dude. It's just like it's people don't get that. Like, this is when I say wrestling can be funny sometimes. This stuff, the shit with Adam Cole and MJF, that's that's what I love because yeah, wrestling is like it's, it's fucking silly anyway. If you really think about it, we
1: got it, Taz right. singing Gravity. Yeah, you name it. Um, but pretty much Pack ends up uh, submitting him, and. This was just an entire picture-in-picture. But I have a question, Charlie. Part. Do
0: we think that Gravity will remember who Pac is now?
1: No. It's the man who Gravity forgot. Um, we jump to Renee, who's backstage with MJF and Adam Cole. Cole uh, was about to start the promo, but MJF cuts him off and starts, you know, trash-talking both members of FTR. <laughs> He's mocking Dax. <laughs> it's it's pretty good, pretty good impression. Mgf will punch him so hard in the face, he'll spit out CM Punk's trap. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only initials that matter aren't FTR, it's MJF. Cole said never in a million years did he expect to be friends with MGF. Said he has nothing to worry about with touching the AW World Title post-match. Cole said MGF is becoming one of his best friends, and MGF said win, lose, or draw. He wants Cole to know he's getting a rematch for the World Title, because he knows how much it means to him. This is like some super fucking dramatic shit. It's just brilliant. Uh, Roderick Strong storms in. He shoves MJF saying Cole shouldn't trust him. Cole told MJF to leave. As he said, he loves Strong, but he's pushing Cole away because he doesn't show trust in him. And then Roddy puts like his hand on him and he's like, boundaries. <laughs> um, we get a FTR promo from the week before and they're pretty much just saying like, hey, they respect Cole, but they hate MJF. Generational ass kicker, ass kisser. Um. Yeah, he said they won't make a mockery of pro wrestling. He'll beat the shit out of Max on Saturday. Harwood apologizes to Cole and says they are beating them at Collision. We have Swerve Strickland taking on and defeating Darby Allen, who's out there with Nick Wayne. And I, these guys were going back and forth, just having a really, really great match. Um, The lineage of their matches in AEW at this point is incredible. And... It, this was just as wild as you, you'd expect. They had a Death Valley driver spot that was honestly fucking unreal, and it makes me wonder how Darby Allen's spine isn't broken. <laughs> I mean,
0: does, that, uh, let's be real. Darby doesn't have a spine at this point, he doesn't have not, a spine. and not 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 in like that. He's a coward. No, that man is not a coward. He's the exact opposite of a coward. But I mean, like he's it's, it's been disintegrated by these but, falls. Like, has to have been. And the then man's the got jello back.
1: Of, uh, the main shock of this one is Ar Fox shows up. And he seems to align himself with the Mogul Embassy. Side so, note,
0: I, I don't know if I ever actually took too much of an account of this watching the Embassy over the last like blah, time since we started reviewing Ring of Honor. But I actually really like Prince Nana, I think. I think he's cool. I, you know what I mean? Like
1: Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. Um, I think this is a cool thing. Mughal I'm Mughal so excited to see what AR they do Fox. with this. I, they,
0: I would love... For them to just have an interview with them together backstage next week where it's like them, the, you know, the embassy and Nana and they just ask straight up. They ask AR like, yo, why are you guys back together? What is this? You guys had a pretty crazy match. You know, what's the deal? You know, there was money.
1: Oh, yeah. You could do something fun. We then get a Jericho Appreciation Society segment. Pretty much they're all saying backstage like, hey, Jericho, what's going on, man? Things aren't the way that they were. Menard pretty much ends up telling him to figure itself out. Figure this out now, bro. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I don't know what's happening with that. It's probably good for everyone that it dissolves. And, you know, talk about bodies in the ROH tag division. Menard and Parker with a new gimmick could end up being really nice in there. So, um, okay. Britt Baker takes on Ty Valkyrie. And, you know, uh, I've been a little critical of Britt Baker, her past few matches, and I I went into this one, and I'm like, alright, I know with Taya, Taya can get a good match out of, honestly, anyone it feels like, she just knows how to gel with other people, and dude, I just, it, this one didn't click again, I just, I worry, I just don't know what's going on, because... This is not the same Britt Baker that a year ago gave us those Owen Hart Cup matches, gave us the Thunder Rosa match, the Tony Storm match, you name it. And I feel like she's just on a streak right now where every match something looks a little off, if you know what I'm saying. And I think Britt Baker, it's it might feel like, oh, you're just being super critical on her. But the reality is she's the face of our women's division. She needs to be the top dog. Let me throw something at you here. Just and an it's idea. Just like,
0: so is it possible that we hold Brit to too high of a standard because of the quality she usually delivers so that like yeah, it, even the smallest thing isn't right that maybe it jumps out a little bit more because we're so used to not even thinking about like when I watch an orange Cassie match, I never think about criticizing him for anything because I just never expect him to do anything really bad. You know, like
1: he doesn't so, often do dumb shit. Yeah. So, and it just feels like it feels like if it happens once, it's like, ah, you know, maybe they just went out there and had a weird night. And, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, but, dude, we're going back to the Anna J match. And it just feels like ever since then, something is missing. And I don't know if she's in her own head. I don't know if, you know, maybe she just doesn't care anymore. There's, there's multiple things, right? Maybe she's over wrestling. Who knows? But... I think Taya at one point got fucking pissed and she cracked her with a fucking lariat. I mean, she stiffed the shit out of her. So I think we could feel the frustration in the ring. And cause it just, it, it, it sucks because I don't want to be one of those people that is compounding on something that's happening. But the reality is we seriously need something to change. And You know, as soon as this match ended, they get that booked women's division better. Well, you know how we book it better next week with Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm? We give them the main event, we give them, we start that bitch off at 9.30 like it's Collision. All Collision main events start around 9.30, and it's my favorite thing about Collision. So, we know we're going to get a fast fucking, or, you know, a well-thought-out paced main event, and let's let this main event be Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm, let them go fucking nuts because I trust them, and I know that they're going to do something special, but Brit picks up the win here, and it just – it doesn't feel like the right call even there. I'm i am really torn here, and I just – I have a lot of emotions about whats what's happening with her and with the state of the women's division because, like, is it possible that they were promised blood and guts, the feud just was a fucking stinker, so they didn't get it, plus Jamie got hurt, and now she's just kind of bitter and just doesn't care? it's that is that is possible maybe she's got more personal stuff going on who knows or maybe she just maybe she's just in a rough stretch and she knows it who knows
0: but i mean to be honest with you i I think a perfect example is something that people don't consider with entertainers a lot of times and i can tell tell you from my personal experience i'm not like anywhere near the level of these people obviously but you know i try and do the content creation thing everybody that listens to this show obviously i mean this this is an example of it what we're doing right now Um, but like, I can tell you just from my personal experience that, you know, when you're, when you're doing something, it can be really difficult to tell from the outside what's going on with somebody, you know? And like, I I think the perfect example is like, remember when Malachi Black had to take like, it wasn't actually that long. Was it what? Six weeks off or something like that when he was really hot at the time. You know what I mean? Like he would have been getting super over with the audience. He was finally starting to click but he had stuff going on. I don't even remember if he ever actually specifically talked about what it was and he never has to, cause that's his right. If he doesn't want to do that or anything like that, I just don't remember if it was ever specified. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be, but there was just stuff. And he literally came out in an interview and was like, guys, there's just stuff going on right now that I don't really, you know, what to talk about. Um, but it's nothing bad. I'm not leaving wrestling. Like, and I think sometimes people just need to step away. I'm not saying that's what Brit needs to do here. But I think it could be something like that, where it's something where
1: yeah, it could be
0: just a little bit of time away could maybe help. But I don't know. I'm not saying Brit should go away, though. <laughs> I don't don't misconstrue me here. You know, like, I I I love Brit Baker, um, but I I don't disagree with what you're saying about this. Uh, I got to be honest. It's I, just it I want I want to because... sit here and disagree and be like, no, Brit's great. It's been awesome, but I can't. I, 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 you're not wrong. You know what I mean? Like it's I hate I hate to have to agree. You know.
1: And it's just, it, yeah. So, hopefully that gets figured out because, I mean, we need it to. <laughs> Straight up, we need it to. So, uh, main event time. Lucha Bros defeat uh, Claudio Castagnoli and John Moxley and Best Friends. Uh, a little surprised at the winner here, which I, I, I'm down to be surprised about. Um, jam-packed main event. A lot of story. This is basically a lot of story playing into what happened with the ROH title at Death Before Dishonor. That's where the bad blood started and, you know, Claudio and Moss, they found themselves in the losing end of Dynamite. And I like that commentary jumped in and said, yeah, this is unfamiliar territory. I personally would be okay if the best friends won here because, you know, I still don't know. They're just kind of there. So I, I wouldn't mind them starting to pick up some big wins. And we've talked before about they were planned to win the tag titles and, you know, shit just didn't end up going that way. But, um, yeah. Death Triangle uh, pack. Buddy's fucking the Death Triangle got the win here, and I mean it was the Lucha Bros main event match. They it was fun, but they uh, they informed us of the match that's happening next week, the Anything Goes through way with Moxley, Beretta, and Penta, which will be a lot of fun. But yeah, that was um that was it for Dynamite this week. Again, that match is just it was just balls to the wall, so there's nothing really to talk about. But um, but yeah, we had Rampage so. Strap in. This was the definition of a filler mat filler rampage. And it's the rampages that I hate. Bro, let's, we got to
0: talk about this opening match, man.
1: 16 man battle Royal after we had one, what last week, right? Yeah. Last week was battle Royal, right? Royal rampage.
0: <laughs> let's talk about the people that were in it, dude. What? Um, was there a single team in this match you would want to see win this match and get a title shot?
1: Uh uh, uh, the Hardys, maybe?
0: maybe, maybe they they could work that. I'm I'm sure FTR would give them a great match. Yeah, you know what I mean, because
1: we've already seen the Butch and the Blade versus FTR, so
0: that yeah that could work also. Besides those two though, which I didn't think either of those guys were winning. That's why I'm thinking like if, of the people that could win right now. That's what I was trying to do the math in my head. I was like,
1: oh, I know who's winning instantly. Who was Matt Seidel's partner? Oh, it was Christopher Daniels. That's right. Um, uh, but yeah, no, this uh. Big Bill and Brian Cage one who are both in different tag teams on Ring of Honor. I don't know what's going on with that. I just... I feel like there should be some continuity with Ring of Honor. Considering Dynamite's main event was a continuation of Ring of Honor, and then we jumped to this, and we've had, what, Big Bill watching a Brian Cage match on Ring of Honor? But other than that, if you only watch Ring of Honor, you would be like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. <laughs> So it's that's how that's how I always try to look at this, because I'm like, I know that there's someone out there. They only watch Ring of Honor, and they might like tune into AW pay-per-views. Like there's people out there. And I'm just thinking like I I I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know who they do. Uh but yeah. No, um I guess I should get the teams, right? Serpentico so and Luther, um, Zay and Page, Sidel and Daniels, Menard and Parker, Lethal and Singh. The Hardys and Butcher and the Blade, as well as our winners of Big Bill and Brian Cage. So they're going to face FTR. I'm sure they'll get a good match out of FTR. It's FTR. They get a good match out of literally anyone. And this might be the definition of literally anyone because –
0: Genuinely. Two random – like a a blind eliminator tag team, literally.
1: I think these guys just like working with each other, so –
0: I'm sure they can work well together. They both work well in other tag matches,
1: you, and we give Brian
0: Cage a lot of shit. When you give him a good match against FTR, he's gonna he's gonna step up. You know what I mean? Like
1: we had Commander defeat Kip Sabian, so Commander picks up a win. So this just yeah, lets but, us know Kip was uh, destined to lose against Scorpio Sky. But well, Kip okay. win
0: against anybody genuinely. Actually, there was a time when I thought he could have beaten orange so eh, yeah whatever
1: oh especially because he was going to be going to he went to ddt and it's like, yeah i no, well, there makes was a, there the was a lot of the things title. they
0: set that up really nicely using kip when he was about to go to ddt like that was good and i'm sure that worked out for the ddt trip too for him you know what i mean like because they were probably hype for him going over i would like he, to
1: see kip in like a newly formed big dog faction and i like he's that like put him the you know, wild just, card
0: the faction's are already there just put him together with the butcher and the blade right you know and you know what i mean like and but, you know i mean it, it, i think There's that would work something like you just, just got to give them some sort of identity as a group because they all look gimmicky gimmicky that's a weird term they all look like they have similar gimmicks like look wise you know what i mean so that you could i feel like that
1: can work right maybe not it could work it definitely could um be yeah, a commander uh one with his uh rope walk shooting star press bro springboard canadian destroyers are that's gotta be banned that's, that's just yeah no that was nuts
0: <laughs> um
1: <laughs> The, uh, the Kingdom defeated uh, Hayden Backlund and Young J. Lee. Quick win. I, I like seeing The Kingdom on TV again. Yes. A lot of Ring of Honor guys, so I'm cool with it. Uh, we get Hakaru Shida, and uh, there was a, a video package, actually, of the Dark Order and more Ring of Honor uh, following the fight, for, fight without honor at Ring of Honor. And Silver, Reynolds, and Nuno said they showed a side of themselves that hasn't been seen for some time, and it was time to rebuild the Rampage. Tag team division is heating up. Um, fuck it, recruit Kip Sabian to them, and then that would also give them Penelope. So,
0: hey, um, that, that could work. He's got a weird like box, or not box, like uh, a bag on the head. What is it? Like gimmick? Yeah, it was a box. Yep, It was a box. Oh yeah, the box on the head gimmick. You know what I mean? So that might, that might be perfect for the Dark Order, honestly. You know.
1: We then had an army. Oh my of god! Fans.
0: Imagine if he had a Dark Order themed box.
1: <laughs> you could do it. In our main event, we had a and Nyla Rose, two former AW Women's Champions. You know, longtime rivals. You name it, and this was kind of a breath of fresh air uh, in the main event scene. I was I was actually really excited for this. Uh, the Outcasts were watching. the The story here was Rose using her advantage, her size advantage, to keep momentum in her favor. Then eventually, Shida gets you know some nice offense. She gets a really nice near fall off the Falcon Arrow, and you know, I just thought that they they gelled well together they flowed well together and um you know like putting rose's boot on the bottom of the rope to break the count uh that marina shafir did i thought that was a nice touch yep. um kendo sticks were getting whacked uh rose used a distraction to hit a uh, beast bomb she'd escape to hit the katana for the pin in the win. just just a fine main event it, and this gives me hope that uh, this is kind of where my theory was going through my head i'm like all right let's get Sheeta and tony storm in the main event then outcast came out Sheeta of her storm was announced and yeah, and then we, uh, it was time for collision and we kind of went into collision at this point. So they announced a couple matches, but we got the gravity match and I was like, holy shit, this really is the week of gravity. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, collision, uh, we'll jump into you now where we've already discussed the opening match. So we have AW collision episode. Black,
0: I did not write it down. I'm, I have it for I think it's week, eight. I, th- I think you're right as well. I, it's seven. All right. Yeah,
1: I all I, right, I,
0: right. I just looked at last week really quickly because I, I know I have it at least for like the last couple of weeks. I just fucking forgot this week. Apparently, um, I also watched everything like the the night of this week. That might have been why my notes were like I took them the night of, so I was probably pretty out of it because I was streaming a lot the last couple of weeks. Anyway, um, damn, energy just hit nothing. All right. Anyway, um, open up with our classic Collision uh, Cold Open. I really hope that that becomes like a staple on Collision, bro. I. I obviously they'll have to change it at some point but it it just it makes it i keep saying this every week and i'm just gonna keep repeating it until it becomes like you know beating a dead horse and then it becoming alive again and then beating it to death again you know um uh great imagery there um but like i really (laughs) hope it becomes like an iconic part of the beginning of an episode of collision this week we featured Darby, MJF, Adam Cole, and FTR. Um, FTR, dude, I don't know who the fuck pissed in their cheerios, but they just seemed pissed at MJF. They
1: really did. Yeah, um, I mean, hey, we know from Dax's show he's got a lot of animosity for towards MJF. Hey,
0: man, uh, so. he probably sees a lot of potential in MJF. You know what I mean? He just he doesn't like he doesn't like some of the stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like there are two kinds of relationships you have with MJF and AEW. You either fucking love the guy, because there are some people that, like, actually do, I think, genuinely like the guy, like Cody Rose, you know what I mean? Um, He's not obviously in AEW anymore, but he was, obviously, at one point. And then, or you fucking just just hate him, which I think is fascinating, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. And then maybe that's just all on camera, you know what I mean? But that's just a vibe that I get um, with some people. Uh, obviously, we already talked about Buddy Matthews versus Andrade El Hilo. Fantastic ladder match for Andrade's mask. Um, on Andrade one, I don't know if I ever mentioned if we ever mentioned that. By the way, I'm pretty sure we did, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm it was not nice sure. nice
1: seeing it pick up some victories.
0: Absolutely. Um, we had Miro backstage getting interviewed. I think it was by Renee. I actually don't remember. Um, somebody. Uh, Shabani. Oh, it was Shivani. Shivani. Oh, that's right, because he screamed, Tony! Afterward. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was Giovanni he screamed, I can't remember, but... Um, he was attacked backstage, I think it was by Aaron Solo, right? Yes. Hell yeah, Aaron Solo, get him. I mean, he got the shit kicked out of him, but still, you know what I mean? Like, go Aaron <laughs> Solo. Um, Maybe we'll get an Aaron Solo, like, solo storyline. Uh, but yeah, alright. Um... Darby Allen was mentioned as earlier on the show at one point. I don't remember when this was exactly because I don't have it marked down on my notes. But they mentioned that Darby Allen was looking for a fight. So Darby Allen comes down to the ring and he's like, all right, let's get a fight. And the music of Minoru Suzuki hits Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Count me in. And Darby's face is just like, fuck, what did I get myself into? Well, um, he hanged him with a towel. He hit him really hard. Darby, like, was selling his ass off in in his match, like he always does. Some super hard palm strikes, uh, coffin splash, caught into a sleeper, and reversed into a three-count by Darby, you know, like a little roll-back-over sort of pin deal. Um, Afterward, the ref was threatened several times by Suzuki. Um, And then Christian Cage popped up on the Contron, sort of cutting a promo on Darby, talking about how, his championship uh, reign has already made the TNT championship more valuable than it already was. You know what I mean? Like he's, you know what I mean? Like he's just going in on him, and Darby's just doing his Darby thing. He's just standing there and taking it. I hit Darby's music, and then we cut to a Tony. I actually don't know if we might have gone to commercial. I'm not exactly sure what the exact order of events was. The next thing I have in my notes though is a Tony Storm versus Sheeta promo package, um, which. Obviously, you know, you're going to start building that match up, especially, you know, we're doing this on Dynamite 200, so we got to have some, we got to have some, we got to have some, some juice to the match, you know, um, Speaking of juice, no, I'm just kidding. Imagine if we had to pull a Bullet Club Gold segment right after, that'd be fucking awesome, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be amazing. It's Samoa Joe taking on gravity. So again, Samoa Joe no longer fighting mortal men. He's taking on forces of nature now. Um, <laughs> uh, a little bit of mind games from gravity. And uh, Joe had a little bit of fun, you know. walking? Oh, yeah. Hit him with a muscle buster for the win. Not a very long match, but Samoa Joe isn't really having a lot of long matches with people. He's just a super dominant force as the Rigamata television champion um we had CM Punk punker bud all right controversial interview Charlie mm-hmm. it's created a lot of buzz this week there's been speculation about what was in CM Punk's bag for ever since collision has started so I guess for like seven weeks now CM Punk obviously never lost the Aw world championship Charlie he was stripped of the title after his actions at the pay-per-view Well, I guess in CM Punk's opinion, he should still be the world champion. So this promo is kind of like all over the place in terms of its content, which is not unlike CM Punk. He does like to have like these sort of like very real sounding conversations with the audience. Sometimes it's very much, you know, his voice of the voiceless thing that he he had in the WWE is still a thing that kind of permeates his character and honestly probably always did from jump. You know what I mean? Um... You know, he got like the cheap city name pop, but then he was like, all right, I'm going to bring out what's in this bag. And it was his AEW World Championship. So he then pulled out a spray can. So now he's stealing Soraya's gimmick. Um, (laughs) And uh, so I guess he's going to be joining the Outcasts. Um, And he put an X on the title. And I noticed something, Charlie. I don't know if you noticed this. I mean, I'm sure you noticed this, but I'm not sure if you, like, consciously, like, observed this. He put the X right through the E that stands for Elite.
1: Elite. I just... not, not I, I'm not saying it means anything, but it might mean something. It anyways. could. I mean, I just took it as he he was just doing it. Like, oh, right I'm saying, like, I think that
0: was something he intentionally did. I'm okay. not saying that it means anything for, like, a storyline. I'm just saying I think he did that as, like, a message. You know what I mean? I mean, like, yo, fuck the E um anyway i don't know i just all i my brain's locked on it i was like hmm because you really couldn't see it after he sprayed it you know what i mean so it doesn't necessarily mean anything it's just it, you know in my head i'm like hmm, i'm noticing these things because obviously i know all the, uh, the all the backstage stuff so i was like hmm obviously i don't think it was intended to mean anything but um ricky stark said interrupts uh and okay i, I think, someone on commentary mentioned it might have been rickabani someone called out the the main event ricky thing um which is something i've heard some people say but i just love that that's something that's becoming a part of the wrestling like um language now is like main event ricky main event yo main event this you know what i mean like i love that it's it's a cool concept because people do step up sometimes you know and you, you should acknowledge that more as wrestling fans um and ricky's basically his argument is well i pinned you you said you haven't been beaten for the title. Well, I pinned you, so that should make me the champion, you know? Um, and now he's beaten him twice. So, like, his argument is, like, that's his argument, his line of reasoning for why he should be the champion and Then if it is his championship. So, basically, Ricky's trying to angle for a title match here against uh, Punk. Um, Punk's trying to argue that he shouldn't get a title match because he cheated twice. Um, but he agrees to the match under special conditions. I was not expecting what the special conditions were going to be here, Charlie. This was like kind of out of left field for me. I'm going to be honest with you. We'll have a special guest ref for this match in Ricky Steamboat. The man
1: who's never cheated.
0: So it should be really interesting. Uh, According to what they were saying, and I've I've heard this before, I think I may have even seen a ref match by Ricky Steamboat at one point. I I think so. Maybe. I'm not sure. But uh, obviously Ricky Steamboat, obviously... Greatest baby face of all time, in some people's opinion. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. I mean, well, that'll be really interesting to see. CM Punk is doing all kinds of... like. This is something I think we could agree on about Punk. He's trying to make everything he does and everyone that he's working with feel like a big deal. This is one of those things. Getting Ricky Stark's proximity to Ricky Steamboat, that's... That is huge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like it's a good thing. I don't know. Um... We had a little promo package for the tag titles here. And it had a... Uh, the tag title match, I should say. Had, like, a really epic feel to it, you know? Like, everything they do on Collision right now has, like, a very... It
1: felt big, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of stuff that feels big... Oh, oh, we had a fun little trios match here next, buddy. Bullet Club Gold, Juice Robinson, and the Guns taking on El Hijo del Requingo and Darius and Andretti. And this... If this is not... A couple of really talented, world renowned veteran wrestlers with some young, like hungry talent. That this is what this was, Charlie. You know what I mean? This match. First of all, we had the first canonical mention on AEW te- television of the fucking Ricka Bone Zone, which Bone Zone, baby. If you, if anybody else has heard that mentioned anywhere on any other podcast, let me know on Twitter. But I, I am pretty sure I coined the fucking term the Ricka Bone Zone, so I just want to take credit for that really quick. Um <laughs> fucking rickaboni um and uh by the way i gotta say i gotta we we talked about it uh, obviously we have rickaboni filling in during the g1 right now i think he's doing a fucking excellent job with nigel right now um oh agreed. he's obviously really great on ring of honor but i really am enjoying what they're having him do right now with uh with the collision bud uh, vikingo I mean, is he, just he's fucking... doing four
1: hours of commentary at night right now so
0: <laughs> yeah vikingo is uh just like yeah i mean i honestly and he's he's just you know, he's just really consistent though it's like him um it's why you can bring dude over for the g1 or bring out he'll be working you know collision all these weeks in a row being an AEW mindset but you also have him working new japan so you know what i mean like it's just uh with kevin kelly so it's like you know like these versatile commentary people are. It's like I would compare the only comparable one I can even think of that a WWE ever had was like Morrow and Morrow, and I guess Nigel now. But like, you know, I didn't think of Nigel like that for a long time. Morrow was the most dynamic one though because he could literally show up anywhere in any sport or any wrestling, and it would have been it would work. You know what I mean? So, um, I I got a question. Oh, the Jay. White, okay, I gotta mention the Jay White cut out. That was a fun. That spot. was brilliant. Yes. that was that was hilarious. Um, has Andretti's momentum been wasted, Charlie? Do you think?
1: No, because I think he's been very active this entire time. So, okay, I mean, I was seeing yes, that a little bit this week. I didn't disagree Jericho, with it entirely, sure, but you know, I think Andretti has taken what he's done with Jericho and become an active wrestler in AEW and Ring of Honor. And I, I to me, that in that asset, no, I don't think it's I been mean, wasted, it, for him, he never would have done that. You yeah, know?
0: for him that has to be like a huge win, so regardless of anything.
1: And he's constantly he's he's now been in multiple storylines. So think about that. He's been featured in multiple different storylines now yeah. because there was the Ricky Stark's thing that he did. And so it's yeah, no, it's he he is capitalized on that momentum. I mean, if maybe some people want him to walk in and then win, you know, win a title right away after beating Jericho,
0: and maybe yeah. you could make an argument that he, they could have, but, like, I don't know yeah. which one. It would have had to have been, like, TNT exactly. or something, and then you have to risk, if it doesn't work, then the TNT title's still getting shuffled around. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to work out better in the long run. They had a really cool spot exactly. in this match where uh, Andretti and Darius kind of, like, put their hands up
1: and Viking go to, like, a senton off their hands to the outside. That was pretty cool. Darius um, and Dante and Action Andretti will be a great trio in AEW. Yes, and even in Ring of Honor. And I think no matter what, that's going to be his first gold in either company. So, that's
0: fair. I, that I, be I, I genuinely fantastic.
1: think those three are going to win one of the six man titles. So. I
0: have to think so because they're really, honestly, it's like it's another one of those young, hungry groups that when you get those three guys and you put them in a faction together, it's going to be, it's going to be something, you know. Maybe, like, if A.R. Fox doesn't permanently stay with Swerve, because I don't know if he's going to be, like, a permanent addition to the Mobile Embassy, you know, but he could stay as a heel, and he leads this young group of, of hungry fucking flippy dudes, and he's a badass heel leader. Ah, that could be pretty cool, man, you know? I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, 310 to Yuma hit by the the gun club, the guns, for the win here. Big guns. And, uh, you know, Bullet Club Gold are on fire, Charlie. Um, they're just, everything they do is like fantastic right now. Would you, would you not agree? What, the pairing? Well, I'm saying, I'm saying Bullet Club Gold are on fire. Like everything they're doing right now in general is just.
1: Bullet Club Gold has, other than Ricky Starks, has earned the most, like, nah, you know what? I'll even say Bullet Club Gold has earned the most from Collision. They've transformed all four of them. I mean, Jay White is already main event talent, but. Taking that out of account, you it, MJ? all everyone else they've like they, they've literally turned themselves into this group that I, we've been searching for, and and honestly, yes, they are fucking brilliant together. Juice Robinson has still wrestled the most on Collision, and that's going to be a fun thing that we track, you know, going into the future. And right now, Juice Robinson's wrestled the most matches, and he's wrestled the most time. So, yeah, I mean i i'm loving it no claimed this week i just realized that you know
0: i i was i was something i was gonna point out um yeah we we had that story started up with uh daddy yeah. ass last week and okay
1: just, i like that so they're gonna let it marinate for a minute
0: yep so you know because yeah.
1: those guys work every single fucking week man. oh 100%. They, they're they're honestly like some work they might workers. need a week off you know yeah like, so um yeah i just realized that but um I don't know. I don't know what made me think that. I guess we're just talking about Bullet Club Gold, but mm-hmm. God, the guns are benefiting from this. Juice is benefiting. Jay White, you could still make the case that he wrestles MJF at all in and then CM Punk it all out. And Punk I'm buying into that, even though following that real world championship. I mean, you know how I feel about that. I mean, that to me is just defending that belt. Ah, I don't know. I, 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 I. I don't like it on paper at all, but we know what the end goal is. It's punk MJF all out. It's gonna be incredible. Maybe they maybe they switch it to all in and that fucking networks that too. So gimme a Punker, MJF uh Punker one big shout out in Wembley. The CM Punk C M Punk's reaction in Wembley is going to literally be historic. So one, one way or the other. <laughs> Bullet Club Gold's gotta get booked on this thing too, right? They got to book a it lot of people like on the show.
0: It's got to be a massive show, and they, they haven't announced anything yet, which is, like, insane. Um, but uh, we had a fun little women's match here on Collision this week. We had Kiera Hogan taking on Mercedes Martinez. Um, There was a sign in the crowd, Charlie, that said, nice booty Kiera on it. That's literally, there that was a sign. It was. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm quoting a sign in the crowd. This is what it said.
1: Can I I'm, say I personally don't disagree with the sign?
0: I, I think that would be a fair thing for you to say. Um, can I say
1: Diamante's is a, a lucky woman?
0: I I think that's a fair. Th- you can say that about people. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's. You could, yeah, you can definitely say that about people. Yeah. Uh, you can you can no, you can you can appreciate from afar. Um, can I
1: say she's a better wrestler than Britt Baker?
0: Uh, Diamante,
1: uh, Kier Hogan.
0: Oh, hmm. I mean, you could say that. I think a lot of people would probably disagree with you, but I don't know.
1: I'm a firm believer because you know what the Athena match did something to my no, brain. No, I'm
0: I'm not saying that Kira Hogan is not good. I just don't know Britt Baker's a lot more proven. I think probably yeah. I know. The argument people I'm, make. I'm just poking world fun champion. Early. You yeah. know, big big time. No, but Kiera Hogan probably the most successful women's champion they've had. I would say. I also
1: really liked her uh, her new hair. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, switch up from the blue. Mm-hmm.
0: And I honestly completely blanked on the fact that Mercedes Martinez had turned heel right before she left. That's not her fault. That's literally because she got hurt. You know what I mean? So like, or wasn't being booked, whichever it was, whatever happened there. Um, Either way, um, she needs a run here. She really has desperately needed one for a while. Her ring of honor championship run was great. But like, again, injuries, stuff like that kind of derailed what she was trying to do after that in ring of honor. So give her something here, everybody. Come on, we can do this. Um, a collision would be a great place to do it because Collision's going to need women that are like exclusively wrestling, not exclusively, but like mostly week to week wrestling on Collision because there's not always going to be a tie of Valkyrie match, you know. So, um, and uh, bro, what the fuck did Sheeta do to fucking Nigel, by the way? Because he kept referring to her as a cow, like fucking Tony. I don't know what the hell was going on there, but <laughs> come on, Nigel, chill out there, bud. Chill out there, chief. Um. Yeah, I did. You have anything you wanted to add about Kira Hogan versus Mercedes Martinez? It was a good match. I really did enjoy it. Um,
1: yeah, um, you know, Collision uh, has done this thing with the women's division, and you know, we're week seven now, right? So it's yes. it's proven that this is what they do, where they have now. I believe this is the third time that they've done a post match segment and set up the tag match the next week. So they're they're getting into a bit of a rhythm with that that could be a dangerous rhythm to get into we don't want to become complacent with that but again that's matches not officially announced but you know it it feels like that's going to be the way maybe we jump into uh i I don't know statlander versus martinez i there's a few ways you can go so we'll see what they do i'm hoping i'm wrong but um yeah, Mercedes look like a badass. I think they definitely need more blood in the heel division. So, yeah, it works for me.
0: Uh, yeah, and I'm gonna try and quickly get through this. because I don't know if you caught that in the background, but that was fucking loud. All right. Um. So we had I that actually main didn't event. even come through. Oh, perfect. All right. Uh, in in the main event, uh, we had. uh I like guess I said I really enjoyed that match. Um, we had uh, beat down after the bell. Obviously, that's why I mentioned that she was the heel, and that kind of like caught me off guard. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. Um, maybe that, maybe that worked better in that case because I just didn't, didn't like occur to me until like, you know, she was wrestling aggressively, but I was like, in my head, I wasn't you know, and, and anytime someone comes back, you can always like flip them one way or the other, if you just want to. So, or if the crowd vibes a certain way. So, um, we had uh stat, Statlander make the save as well as Willow. Um, she got hit with the belt. So I guess, I guess we're going Mercedes versus uh, Chris probably at the pay-per-view. Is that what it looks like maybe? Or is it going to be just a TV match? Like, what do you think? TV match. Okay. Either way. I,
1: um, I don't feel confident that Statliners is getting on either. Jesus
0: Christ. I wrote a lot of notes about this main event, man. Um, (laughs) all right, dude, we're going to have to spend... Okay, we're only an hour and a half in. Yeah, okay, we're gonna have to spend some time on this match, I think. Um, oh, Jesus! Can, you sure you can hear that in the background? Hear that one. Okay, <laughs> go ahead and get us started then. While that goes.
1: So yes, we it's our it's time for the main event. The makeshift tag team of Adam Cole and MJF are finally taking Who on FTR. leg tag.
0: Adam Adam Cole and MJF
1: it's it's AEW's lightning in a bottle you know a lot of questions going into this i was like are they gonna run with the tag are they breaking them up what are they doing mgf's turned on four people before is he doing it a fifth ftr came out and there was actually a fucking hefty amount of booze so this crowd was fully behind adam cole and mgf right holy shit did these guys just really get going in the fucking ring and it felt personal with Dax and fucking MJF. And I loved the feeling that we got from this match between those two. Every time they're in the ring together, it was all about, I mean, at one point, dude, they were literally, sm- they slapped the shit out of each other. And I'm like, are these guys actually about to start shooting on each other in the ring? Um, But so we kind of, that's how we open up where, but well, we open up with Colton Harwood starting us off, but that kind of ends quickly where it, uh, but our, our main tag here was MJF and Dax Harwood. And MJF went to, uh, he kicked Dax in the nuts, but uh, Harwood avoided it. Nah, MJF said, I'm going to bash his nuts. I'm going to bash. He's such a white meat baby face, dude. He's hugging kids now. His The entrance was fucking S tier. I mean, literally so good. They pop I'm up on all the note thing here, that...
0: Riccoboni tried to figure out if he could say the N word. This is a little quote from Riccoboni in this match. <laughs>
1: Uh, they get the match announcement of Brian cage and big bill. And, and let me just be the first to tell you that caught me off guard because I watched collision before rampage. So, um, that popped up and I'm like, what the fuck? So I was like, okay, (laughs) MJF faking an ankle injury, dude. (laughs) So yeah, um, that, then we go into that really tense face off. We hit the commercial, uh, Harwood gets MJF in the camel clutch. MGF split the uprights, get out, get out of the hold. Harwood caught his legs, tagged in Wheeler. And at this point now I'm like, okay, they're setting up the hot tag, right? That's the big goal here now is to get the Adam Cole hot tag. And, you know, I, I just, uh, uh, this, I, it was at this exact moment that I, I had that realization. Cause I remember listening to Dax and he said it when he was doing his, his infamous, like six week podcast. One of the things that really stuck with me is he kept saying the tag division needs to wrestle with the top stars in order to be taken more seriously. And that's always resonated with me because I'm like, well, his first two feuds then were the Guns and, you know, uh, Jarrett and Lethal. And I'm like, well, those aren't really your top guys. And now we fast forward and it was Jay White and Juice Robinson and now the AW World Champion, MJF and Adam Cole. Jax is fucking loving this. This is something he's very passionate about. When he's watched all his 80s wrestling, you'd see Bret Hart get involved in the tag division. You'd see people get involved in it. And the fact that MJF, who's your world champion, and who, goddamn, is even proven ratings, all The fucking the collision ratings came out today and they were outstanding. And now you have that, plus FTR wrestling two of the top stars in the company and I'm just thinking at this moment I was like wow we really are doing something special with MJF's or uh, FTR's title reign like I think we're starting to reach some territory of fucking awesome awesome stuff but pretty much uh, MJF he's trying as hard as he can to get the tag attempt both Cash and Dax hold him up he drops them both with the stereo DDTs FTR went for the double clothesline MJF ducked and made the tag to Adam Cole Adam Cole with the fucking monster pop. Like he just got tagged in at the fucking, what was it? The Superdome that he keeps calling it? <laughs> the Silverdome. Dome. Uh, Cole's running wild, laying a pump kicks on everyone, dropping Wheeler with an uh, Ushigoroshi for a near fall. Uh, he avoided a double team from FTR, got caught with a crossbody from Harwood for a near fall. Harwood went to the well again, but Cole caught him with a super kick for a near fall. Cole and MJF went for a double clothesline. Harwood ducks it, tags in Wheeler, Wheeler and MJF, Went back and forth in the tombstone position. Cole super kicked Wheeler, allowing MJF to hit his tombstone for a near fall. Oh, the crowd, the crowd bit on that. Dude, they felt like it was happening. They, you could tell, you know, that, like Dax would always say, that split second, you can get the audience to believe. 100%. That's when it, that's when it really matters. And he got them to believe. Um, uh, The call for the double clothesline. Harwood yanks MJF out of the ring. Cole gets caught with a Larry from Wheeler. FGR set Cole up on the top rope. Cole knocked them both out. Harwood shoved Wheeler into the buckles to knock Cole down. FGR hit the powerplex for a near fall. Harwood uh, allowed MGF to tag in with men trading strikes, flash pins. Harwood hits the rebound powerbomb, near fall. Um, Harwood set up the Panama Sunrise on MGF. So. That's that classic of Dak stealing one of his opponent's moves mid-match to fucking fuck with him, really, essentially. It's just one of those old tactics he likes to bust out. Um, Cole took the referee. MJF hit Shatter Dreams on Harwood. Another near fall. This time, Wheeler broke it up. Cole went for the boom. Wheeler, dr- Wheeler drilled him with a lariat. FTR set up Cole for a shatter machine. MJF takes the bullet. He shoves Adam Cole out of the way. He countered the shatter machine. Set up a wheeler for a heat seeker pile driver. Harwood then rolled up MGF from behind. One, two, three, quick pin, flash pin. People in the crowd were kind of holding up their hands like, oh, no, It, it ha- they lost. They lost. Uh, Harwood, the, so this means FGR retains the titles. Um, and then and then we get the post-match segment here. But, um, uh, yeah, any, any – how, how are you feeling at this point? I thought that finish was fucking brilliant. I mean, seriously. That was a well-thought-out finish to this match. Because you had MJF take the virtual bullet, right? You shoved him out of the way. All to get tied up and fucking, you know, Harwood just outsmarted him, right? And I think that's really big, too, for Dax Harwood to get the pin on the AEW World Champion. I think that proves a lot of stuff that we've uh, talked about in the past of just shit like that matters for a title reign and going forward for FTR. This is very important for them because they, they pinned MJF and Adam Cole and God damn it. They won the crowd over again while doing it. So really good stuff there. Um, so our after the match, Cole, Shakes hands with FTR. He's got to console MJF. Who's It's it's, it's all my fault. I lost the match, man. He handed MJF the world title. They didn't just lose the match. Not just MJF. Tears in his eyes. He says, you're the world champion. Adam Cole turns his back. MJF setting him up for the title belt shot. Son of a bitch, man. Cole knew the shot was coming. Held his arms up. Said, do what you got to do, Max. Do what you got to do. MGF so emotional he can't he can't contain himself he throws the belt down Call, the crowd cheers Adam Cole gets a little smile on his face he turns around they give him a huge hug <laughs> the crowd fucking roars MGF poses with the title they hang around the ring for a few minutes but remain on good terms as the show ended and they announced uh Chris Statlin versus Mercedes Martinez for the title and um Yeah. I fucking love this. I just, the match was incredible. Um, the post match, they kept them together. And I think that's so fucking brilliant to do. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of new avenues you can explore now too. And you know, maybe it'll be that much sweeter when one of them turns on the other now. Right. So yeah. Um, I'm assuming. Uh, I think we'll just uh, we'll go on to uh, we'll talk about what's happening next week. I don't know if you're available to talk right now. So, My uh, dynamite.
0: I really had to use the restroom, everybody. I and oh, you okay, are good. So I'll explain why I had to like disappear just now. So they're replacing the toilet today.
1: <laughs> I had to go out nice. back. <laughs> oh, nice. So
0: that's literally nice. what I was just doing. So I apologize, everybody.
1: But I was pretty much saying, I mean, this was, it was beautiful match. The post segment was fucking, it was a hilariously emotional and they have a lot of new avenues now to explore. So, I mean, this FTR title, rate just continues being incredible. So
0: I figured you could talk about that match for a while. I don't know how long you were waiting for me to get back. Oh, well, um, quite
1: literally about three seconds. So you oh, perfect. Are I was just about to transition into uh going through the dynamite 200 card
0: yeah i knew i knew you would be able to handle it i was literally sitting here till like the cat th- like i got all the way to the point where you were still talking about what uh, actually you you i think you had gotten to the finish but i knew you'd have like more to say and i just knew i but i was like because obviously you've been really invested in the story i mean i have been as well but i don't think to the extent oh, yeah. that you have been um <clears throat> uh but so i figured you'd have to be able to cover for me there but i was just like shit I'm going to have to use the restroom, and that shit might not be done by the time we get done with this pod, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I was just like, all right, made an executive decision, took a pineapple, you know what I mean? Took a pineapple. But, uh, yeah, I really liked the match. It was really fun and great payoff to this thing. Um, I have no idea what – like, so just throw, throw some speculation at me. I'm sure you already went through this a little bit, but I'm just curious. What's – do you think um, – like, how long do you think this could go on for before they... Because, like, even if they don't, like, break them up, break them up, I don't think they could stick together as a tag team forever. I just don't.
1: I mean, who you know, you could just be best friends. You could just be in each other's corner. It, it's it's something we've seen before. If you got the hot hand, you roll with it. And, you know, I think there's something there with Roddy if they wanted to do that. I think there's, there's, uh, there's plenty of options. So, it's going to be very... Interesting to see. And, you know, now if they turn on each other, it's going to be that much sweeter because we kept it together for a big a big showing here. And we know that they're already going to get a title match against each other. So you could have it being even that next level of two guys who actually became friends that this title match maybe draws some blood out from, you know? Yeah. But Dynamite 200. So we have MJF is announced. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks face. Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. Moxley vs. Penta vs. Trent Barretta, anything goes. Jack Perry, face-to-face with Jerry Lynn. Jericho and Takeshita vs. Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. ROH Tag Team Champions, Aussie Open, defend against El Hijo Del Vikingo and Commander. And AEW Women's Champion, Tony Storm, defends against Hikaru Shida. A really, really fun show. They got booked next week. And I think it's going to be another good week in uh, AEW. So, yeah. And, yeah, like we said, the plan is for our former co-host of the raw deal podcast and the squad cast for years. Brady will be joining us and he hasn't seen dynamite and I'm guessing about a year. So it's going to be cool to see his perspective. It's going to be the dynamite 200. There's going to be a, I mean, he probably has no idea what jungle boy is now. So that's going to be cool. And his first ever experience of collision, but that'll be it for us guys. Again, on Twitter at Bane Duke at O Charlie with an X instead of an a day at eat sleep elite twitch. backslash the Duke of derps um, more than a classroom with Mr. B if you guys are interested in any of the stuff we talked about today greatly appreciate you checking it out and yeah hopefully uh hopefully next week we uh we have another really good exciting week with some all-in announcements for fuck's sake that's my one wish let's get some all-in shit going take us home wardlow yep wardlow take us home catch you guys on the flip side.